for today's episode of Cut the Crap, we talk to Luis Rico, hands-on entrepreneur and founder of the Mexican restaurant El Rey in Helsinki. He talks about the success story of his business, the power of word of mouth in combination with digital marketing, and how El Rey managed to even steer through the hard corona times. And now, enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, uh, this is Konstantin and welcome to uh, yet another episode of The Foxters. Today uh, we have the pleasure of having with us Luis Rico, one of the founders of El Rey, which is the best Mexican restaurant in Finland. So welcome Luis. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Thank you for, for taking the time to do this with us. And today I'm also joined by another Foxster, which is uh, Juliette Decuzzi. Hello, Juliette. Hi there. Um, a big shout out to the missing Foxsters, which are not able to join us today. I think we uh, can all agree that uh, the past three months have been a little bit of a roller coaster for everybody. So today we're in a, we're in a, in a shorter formula. Uh, but yeah, so Juliet, would you like to take over? Oh, yes. So maybe um, the first, very first question to Louis is, how was your business doing just before COVID-19? Well, um, we had a really healthy business, I, I would say so. Mm -hmm. Like we have, a, we have built over five years we were about to celebrate our five years and actually we were planning like a big party like uh on the first of may on bapu to, mm -hmm. to celebrate full of people and so on and then this came so basically we're lucky to be for five years and the business was doing very good uh, a lot of uh, loyal customers and a lot of people who who enjoys our place who find it part part of their lives as well mm -hmm. uh so and you have so to it was a dramatic, things. dramatic change. Yeah. So yes, you were you were doing great before. You also have two spots in the city. It's not only one restaurant. No, we, we started with a place in Borimehenkato. Mm -hmm. uh, we, as I said, we started uh, five years ago, and uh, we started with a tiny place of twenty-four seats, um, just by offering great food, a uh, great uh, a Mexican experience, and and last. Yeah, last year we opened our second location in Anankato 20. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's a bit like how we have been like growing. Okay, yeah. So yes, you, you were growing and what were you focusing on to drive sales? Like what were your best ways to get customers? To be honest, completely honest, uh, we were, or I was in that, in that uh, thing, I was really, kind of conservative. I, I wanted to be like a kind of like an underground thing like this. Mm -hmm. We opened in Borimehinka to a really quiet place that nobody really goes. Mm -hmm. And we wanted that uh, through word of mouth, you found us. So that was really challenging, uh, but still working. Like we, we didn't do any, any heavy marketing on it. We just focus on, on, the, on the customer itself, on the people. We realized that the best motor of marketing was the people, people who visit us. Word of mouth is one of the best, uh, let's just say, marketing tools that, that any business has. As from my experience, sure. it, it brings that quite a lot more loyal customers than, uh, than just one-time customers. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. it, brought, it brought like uh, real customers, real people, and people who wanted to try our concept, to try 
great food in a, in a place that you don't really access so easily. Mm-hmm. So little by little, we, we were known by this. And, and I think word of mouth, that, that's all we have been doing. So by doing like a good thing, by, by doing a quality, by, uh, by treating the people like our guests. So that, that has been working so, so far. Yes, so a super high quality customer experience and awesome food and the word of mouth just did the rest. Exactly. Okay, and so then it's already a little bit answering my next question. As far as I understand, you were really not focusing on marketing before. You were extremely user-centric and doing your best to, to offer the best quality ever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just like uh, focusing on the product itself. I'm in charge of my own website, of mm-hmm. our own marketing, uh, our Instagram, social media and everything. And I have really little time with our family, well, with my kids and, and a restaurant and 17 employees. You get a really small gap to actually manage like a time to give a good message, to prepare a good post. So basically we... We, we have focused on that, on the, on the product itself, on the experience, and that we rely that um, uh, the happier our customers, the, the more customers we will get. So, so that, that we have been relying of, on people and on, on, on what we do, basically. We haven't really relied on our website or social mm-hmm. media, basically. But I think I have underestimated also uh, the power of marketing like, or, or well-care marketing. Mm-hmm. Could have also helped us on the days we are quiet on a Tuesday, or mm-hmm. better campaigns, or campaigns to get engage our customers. So, so in that way, it has worked. We have been like uh, steady. We have had mm-hmm. like lots of customers. But I'm sure we could have uh, reached more people through a clever, well curated uh, marketing. Thank you, Luis. That's pure advertisement for our, our profession. <laughs> so, yes, listen, I was, people. Reading, I was reading about you guys a bit before, and I know that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even like, like, I was reading, I was actually listening to your podcast, uh, Juliet, about the search in engine optimization. Like, mm. and this is an advertisement. I was like, I was just really interested about, like, oh, but that is true. Like, like you can reach certain people and, and, through social media, through, through Facebook. But yeah. then I got this coming from a chef, like when we were in, in Corona time, we were focusing so much on social media that we forgot a lot of customers. Like our website was nothing informative, mm-hmm. nothing really. And then he was like, well, your website doesn't even say that uh, what, is, what you're selling on, on takeaway. So ah. things like that we missed. And, and, and then yeah. we, we kind of fixed it on the way. And now I, I know that that, there's many, many ways we could do better. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. so interesting because in this kind of situations, like uh, you realize the power of, hey, maybe we need an external experience, an external uh, expert to actually help us manage better uh, what, what, because we are focusing on delivering food to our customers. We're focusing on um, uh, creating the food experience for our customers, but maybe we need somebody to help us with, with all the other activities. And I'm not saying that just in a marketing stuff, but like anything else that you can outsource uh, probably to help you grow your business. It's, it, it's, it's pure gold. Yeah. But now I'd like to ask you about when, you know, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> so when you started to realize that you needed to act 
and do something. Could you describe step by step the strategy that you deployed? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I was I was really um, I was following the whole situation like like since started in in Wuhan in China, mm -hmm. and I was really curious because there was a lot of reactions from everywhere. Like, well, what is going to happen? Like, is it possible to that this reach us, and so on. So I think a bit of my paranoia mm -hmm. was to follow what was the the blueprint of uh, the case in China, the case in uh, Italy and how was that harming the restaurant uh, industry. So, so I was telling, uh, I was talking all the time with my manager and with my partner and, and, and I was telling them like, hey, you know what, like this, these are the scenarios and this could happen. So, so in a way we were already thinking before uh, the shit hit the fan. It came so fast, but we were ready. Uh, we were ready because we already had a product and we created kind of like protocols, internal protocols and really low budget thing that what if this happens, we will need to t have takeaway and we will need a bigger kitchen. So we will move the operations to the other place. Uh, things like that. We try to react on time. Uh, we order packing, we order things, already thinking a bit like on the situation. So once the shit hit the fan, we already gather a lot of information of what could, like what can we do? Mm. So we were selling a takeaway already before in the small restaurant. That was a, actually that was a that was a, a good business combined with the with the normal service. Uh, but we didn't know that this was going to be so severe that we needed to shut down the whole operation. We, we were not expecting that. I mean, a lot of the things have been surprised for everybody. But uh, but let's say we I was a bit paranoid following what was going to happen or what was happening in other places in order to react fast mm -hmm. because we had a product that is fast to pack. Okay, so you anticipated and you were already thinking of if we need to close, if we need to organize a, a takeout. So you had this first memorable uh, post joking about the toilet paper that we could find still at LRA. And then I also saw a post about ordering through WhatsApp, but still via Vault, a really great idea. So what was uh, your thinking behind that? So, yeah, we started uh, with Vault because it was the, let's say the resources we had available in order to do the takeaway. That was the first like, okay, let's work on, on Vault and, 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 and still like, we also work with the pricing also. Uh, so the first weekend when we reacted fast, there was, there was few people offering takeaway. So we knew we had something, uh, but we knew people was, gonna, was not gonna pay 20, 22 euros, like 19 to 22 euros we were offering at the restaurant. So that's not something I would pay for a takeaway. So we lowered the price a bit to engage the people and to measure like, because we, like this, this whole exercise of these two months, three months has been basically like doing mistakes and learning on the way, like, mm. like, so that weekend we saw around, I don't know, in one evening, I remember I was working by mistake, also helping in the, I was in the, on the line with the line cooks and we saw 450 portions about. So it was crazy. Wow. It was, yeah. it, it was really crazy. The whole, the whole thing. 
and that was with ball, but we were like, we were worried because then out of that portion, 25% of that portion goes to Bolt and then BAT employees at the same. Uh, so it was like, it was a bit like feeling a bit like you're working, but still like, I mean, the whole idea has always been to keep us alive and keep our staff like employ and how do I say like, positive about the situation that they can mm -hmm. feel that there is future. Basically there is no like a money operation right now, a business operation. It's more like to keep our brand strong, our employees like, uh, safe. you know, with high, with high motivation, safe mm -hmm. also. And, and that was the thing. So, so little by little we started like to push also Fedora, uh, and then, uh, through up through speaking with other like uh, restauranteurs and friends, they were saying like, hey, we're using WhatsApp or we're using like phone and, and, and oh, wow, yeah, that's good. That's, that's more approachable and that's more personal when you call, uh, let's do it. And we can cut a bit like the, the, all the money we pay through commissions by making a pickup point or by, by creating a, a relation by phone with the customer and just making a safe pickup point. So it worked also, and and you could see that it's like um, it has been like growing all the time. We have we have measured that how many people come and pick up because they feel safe to do it, and because they have also like relax a bit about the situation. We have been too much at home, and and mm. you just go out. We need to go out. <laughs> that, this is an amazing example of how companies and businesses adapt during you know crisis situations. Like I mean, you switched from you know selling in a restaurant and face-to-face -to, -face to selling on WhatsApp. So this is like mm. brilliant. Yeah, and worshipping worshiping the customer experience and having the, your whole selling strategy, relying on the experience that you provide in the restaurant. And in the blink of an eye, you just uh, went fully digital. Like, the, that's really cool. I just, I just heard one friend who told us that uh, his favorite pizza place called him because they noticed that he was ordering very often on Vault and they, they just let him know that as a really loyal client, uh, maybe he would be interested to order directly instead of going through Vault because of the commission. So is it something that you've, you've done also, like trying to identify the best customers and reach out directly? We haven't done it like because we or I didn't have the like the resources to go mm -hmm. through the checking customers and so on. But yeah, it was it was a, it was part of our whole plan. Like it was also part of our plan to, for example, on our birthday day, because we wanted to celebrate and invite a bunch of our loyal customers. We wanted to approach to them because because as I as I say, like I heard, for example, from other restaurants. Uh, that they were approaching their customers by phone, like calling them like, hey, are you all right today? Like, would you like to, like, we had to all to adapt and create like uh, new stuff. And, 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 and it has been super interesting to see everybody how has been trying to survive through, through all these, like, how can you reach more people? I was texting them through dinner booking, for example, like, hey, we're still here, uh, stay safe at home when we can reach oh. about thousand people. So in a way we, I also, as, as a human, I, we all feel a bit like in danger, let's say, 
Mm-hmm. And we also feel that, that it's a good time to be empathetic and, and, and show also that, of course, we are surviving also, but we, are also, we also care about your, your health and we also care about that you still stay safe, and, but still like remember that we're still here, like also struggling. So, so it's about to help each other. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to create this connection and, and that was part of the, of the messages, like, like, you know, showing that we are still, still there, still fighting. And, and, and there's somehow like that we need to help each other uh, yes. at this, in this moment. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Um, so you've done all this brilliant stuff. And what was the impact on your sales? How, how did you measure the, the result, the success? What are your KPIs? Well, I guess you just measure the revenue, but maybe there's something else than the revenue. Well, not that, now that you say about the, um, going fully digital, it's something I, I wasn't thinking. Like, I even get the bold reports and the merchant portals, and I personally I don't read them. I I measure everything through revenue and experience and so on. But I'm not so curious about the the numbers. Now we have been able to measure more, changing all the time. We 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 were measuring the sales. We were open the whole week. But we realized also on the way that our food was not designed for being a, a, a weekly, a Tuesday, Monday food. It, it is more like a fiesta food, like a Thursday to Saturday food. So mm-hmm. we decided to fix our open, opening hours on the way. So we were measuring all the time and measuring the customers. And now on the digital side, now we can measure everything through, through Bolt. We can see it through Bolt, through through how many people is coming, through revenue, peak hours. So it's, it's super interesting, like all this, uh, uh, how many people, uh, because now we cannot, we don't have customers. So now we need to measure like how many people is a bit engaged with our posts and so on. Mm-hmm. So for example, just to give you, I was, I was checking the numbers mm-hmm. from since COVID until now. I am measuring from 17th of March until May 21. Okay. Uh, we grew 319% in a bolt. That's huge. That's huge. That's, that's a, a huge and also in revenue. And, and then you can see like, I mean, like I still don't know how to read this, but it's like, it's like 1,600 new customers. Uh, the growth of new customers is actually 800% new customers. Wow. Mm-hmm. So basically new, new people who knows our concept now. Oh, great. Uh, it's, and this is good also, like returning customers, uh, 95%. So basically people is probably happy with our, mm. with, uh, and then reordering percentage, 33%, and stuff like that, uh, that I wasn't really aware, like if we sell fish tacos more and about 2000% more than before. <laughs> wow. So, so things like that. And, and, and so it's been really interesting also to get in things that I didn't like before but it actually shows you, you know, like areas for development, mm-hmm. areas for marketing development as well, products and, and so on. So I'm really, I'm really interested. And was the delivery compensating the loss of having closed one restaurant and, and not being able to, to serve people on the spot, like uh, in terms of the overall revenue was 
all this um, vault and, and so on helpful really to maintain the business afloat or, or not that much in the end of the day? I think in the, in the, in the end of the day, like the, like the revenue doesn't, it's not really affect or, or, or let's not call it the revenue, but the profit is like, it's plus minus, it's zero. Okay. Uh, we even lose a bit of, of, of money probably. Uh, but it helped us to, to keep our, our location, to pay our bills, to keep a uh, staff who was, for example, uh, who didn't have any union or staff to keep it employed with a salary. And, and then the most important thing that, which I think for me it is, is uh, that our staff is uh, ready to open again. Like uh, the staff has, it, it's with good, uh, good, good vibes and, and they know that there's like, you know, there is a future, there is something still like there. Many other restaurants decided to close. Of course, that's their personal decision. But we have the power now of reaction. We have the power of, uh, of opening uh, and we kept that. Uh, uh, so in terms of revenue, we didn't make much. So basically it, 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 we, we make zero probably. Yeah, but you're not in minus. No, we're not. So it was, I mean, considering how challenging the circumstances were, you can say that all the efforts that you put in being super creative and investing in new channels of customer acquisition, uh, it paid off somehow. Yes. And it will pay, I think it will pay in the, on the, the longer term. Yes, exactly. definitely. So the next question was, uh, what has changed fundamentally and what will remain? And what do you think will probably fade away when things get, back to normal i think it's gonna be interesting to see how the people behave after all this like how how we interact as as persons how how we interact with the food how we learn to trust again mm -hmm. i think this changes everything it changes the processes it changes the materials we use like in a positive way It, it it makes us think about like I'm I'm actually working on that like like as I said like the experience has been like the idea of all holdies and how can you offer an experience when you pack 700 pieces of food mm. on a takeaway uh, how to enhance the experience of somebody ordering at home how to make their their food like feel that is like just recently cooked and not been sitting in a like it it changes yeah. everything it changes like how we approach the customer, like just uh, I've taken small like steps, like through our opening on, on May, for example, like we used to have a system that the chefs were just ringing a bell for a service guide to come and pick the food. Of course, while, well, while they were working, but now everybody's involved in the process. Like this has changed. Like now we need to be a bit more personal. We need to be like more united after all this. Mm -hmm. uh, and now do you think that uh, it has opened your eyes on the uh, omni-channel aspect of your of your marketing strategy as we say in our jargon but like because before you were so focused on the offline 
part of it, like just relying on word of mouth. And now that you've been so active on social media, you're even now taking better care of your websites and so on. So do you think that that will stay like uh, thinking 360 degrees when it comes to your communication offline and online? I think we need to be more like focus on every aspect of the of the online marketing mm. like every aspect has to be taken care of like I, as i said i've noticed that how much impact simple changes how much impact creates to engage people because the toilet paper uh the corporations with really really good suppliers and all those things we did probably in weekly basis was basically the, the, the idea was to engage people. Like how can we keep people engaged through, through messaging, through, through empathic messages, through, through fun messages, because now everybody's a bit sad. How can we be fun out of this situation with a toilet paper branded, even though it's like the cheapest toilet paper? Like, so every single thing, and I think now we need to adapt to the, it's in real time also, how can we communicate like through in real time so so yes we're gonna take a lot of care of our market online marketing and 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 i think that's one of our of the first missions i think that's gonna that's gonna change dramatically mm -hmm. and so to conclude um what are you up to do you have something up your sleeves that you are preparing and how can we support you and the local food scene, like we, we maybe us, the consumers, but also we, I don't know, the city or the government. So, so we're yes. waiting for the, for the government. How is the government going to support? And, and they already, they have already this, uh, this week or told us how. And I think that's, well, that's basically good news for us. Uh, yes, we do have something under our sleep <laughs> mm -hmm. because uh, I I still think as a good Mexican that there is like opportunity also on the on the crisis. Mm -hmm. So so you might you might hear of uh, of more of more El Rey <laughs> probably coming. We're looking for new for for new places uh, for new postal codes. <laughs> So we'll hear more about El Rey this year. And, and, and I think uh, we have the chance uh, most likely to, to come to, to, to bring El Rey to another place that I can still not confirm. Oh, okay. But okay. is it going to be in Helsinki? Now you made me curious. Like I was about to ask anything in Tapanila, Malmi area. No, no, no. But it's going to be in Helsinki. Uh, okay. But of okay. course, like places like, places like Malmi, where I yeah. live a lot, uh, they need also good food and, and for example we are not we're only delivering certain places in in helsinki center yeah. but there's so much and, and 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 we just learn how to be efficient through processes on the, all this exercise so maybe 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 it's time even though time timing is bad but maybe it's time to have more more of el rey around let's see let's see yeah, yeah. It maybe, as a, maybe as a pop-up maybe as a as yeah. an exercise again to try because right now business-wise we we can lose much uh, uh, but we can we can basically like still do a lot 
let's see. I think that one of the one of the key things uh, for for everybody right now is to experiment as much as they can, regardless of the industry. Like take as much as you can with your resources and experiment. Like you said, pop up, uh, you know, like come and deliver in that area, see what happens, you know. It's it's all about experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So when things go back to some sort of a normal or to a different normal, then at least you have some some data that you say, well, you know, we tried that, it worked. Why not try it again? Because uh, it was a good it was a good experiment. Exactly, exactly. And and, and that was one of the things. Like, uh, I I'm a bit myself a bit perfectionist. And one of the things that changed is that uh, with all the COVID situation, there was no buffers, like there was nothing. It was unstoppable. The messaging was, if I wanted to post a sailor toilet paper in bold, well, why not? Even if it doesn't make sense, uh, people actually took it really funny and, and, and love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the time to do new stuff. Uh, I call many people just by picking the phone and trying, I was like, in the first days of, of, of El Rey or the delivery, I was like, where is, uh, where is Uber Eats? Like, if I'll be the, the CEO of Uber, I'll be already delivering. Like, all the taxis are stopped. I'll be delivering mm-hmm. with Uber Eats, but it's not here. So things like that, I was already like uh, thinking, like sending messages and, and, and that, that ended up in really good corporations. A lot of people helped us and a lot of people became available with this situation, emotional. So mm-hmm. I think we need to dare and, and then we need to do, we need to do stuff that is probably out of our box. And as I said, we might be opening a pop-up and mm-hmm. why not? It might be fun if, if we can calculate the risk. It might be fun and we can bring like uh, another exercise like this. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Get ready, people in Helsinki, more El Rey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best news of the day. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks to you, Luis. Thank you, Luis. This was really good. And, um, uh, you know, uh, what I want to say to you, Luis, it's like, uh, thank you for this and thank you for the inspiration. I think that this is going to be extremely inspiring, especially other entrepreneurs who are going through uh, similar situations uh, as, as yourself. Keep rocking, man. And uh, we're looking forward to actually... Uh, um, experiencing uh, El Rey again and uh, this time uh, in new and uh, better formats so thank you yes. for this thank you so much guys and thank you for thank you for, for this uh, good time that's all from the Foxsters for this time we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did if you want to hear more about how to cut the crap in marketing please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for more And for those of you located in Helsinki, check out El Rey next time you have a craving for Mexican food.